Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Blind View for February 9th, 2024. My name is Bell. I am the facilitator of A Blind View, where I always like to say where your view matters. So I'm glad you all are here this afternoon or evening, depending on your location. And uh, our host this afternoon is Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Good evening, everyone. Over in Clubhouse, we've got Mr. Herbie. Hey, Herbie. He's, Herbie is streaming for us and connecting us on AC, yeah, streaming us on ACB Media 5 and connecting us to Clubhouse. And Yes, indeed. Yeah, thank you. And, of course, you all are here. And, and without you guys here, I would not be here. So appreciate you coming and spending an hour or a few minutes, however long you want to stay. Um, so if you've not been to a blind view before, this call basically is where I come up with a topic um, that is centered obviously around blindness, but uh, geared towards tr trying to bridge that gap between those of us who are we're born totally blind, um, been, been, uh, been blind since birth, and those who lost their sight later in life. Because I feel like um, people on both sides uh, have a lot to offer, and we like to share our experiences and um, thoughts with each other to help each other. So... Um, Today's topic is one that <laughs> kind of a quandary for me. I um, this afternoon I was trying to figure this out, and a good friend sat with me for quite a bit until <laughs> <who> I figured <laughs> figured out what my problem was, and finally came up with a solution. And our topic this evening is. Um, Balancing independence and support. And what I mean by balancing independence and support is how do you balance your um, need for independence with that, uh, that need to also um, have support from others? And support meaning, um, you know, you just... You want to be independent as a blind person and do things yourself. I mean, come on. We, <laughs> we want to just show the world that we can do it all, um, even drive cars, you know. Yeah. But, no, um, we want to show everyone that we are independent because there are so many misconceptions and stereotypes out there. Um, so when we're at home, we're, we have our you know, daily routines of things that we do, um, we're pretty independent in that. Um, but there are things in our home sometimes that we cannot 
do. And although we, so I will speak for myself, sometimes I am really stubborn with um, asking for help because I'm like, I, I'll figure this out on my own. Um, and then it ends up, I make things worse than what they were and end up having to call someone for assistance anyway. Um, so I really just, this is kind of a broad question, so it could go many directions. But mainly I want to know how you, you know, are you one of those people that you kind of hesitate to ask for help? You are just, you know, strongly independent and, oh, I can do it. I'm going to do it. I don't need people to help me much. Or are you one of those that recognizes right away, hey, okay, I'm, I'm not afraid or ashamed to ask for help, um, you know. And I, I'm going to say for me, I am in between. I'm a little of both. Um, <laughs> there's that pride factor that we all have. And sometimes my pride gets in the way. And, uh, and I want to do things on my own or... Especially when it comes to family, I don't want to bother them because, you know, I would rather ask someone else than ask my family, to be honest. Uh, and so I let things go and then it gets worse and I don't ask them and they find out later, well, why didn't you talk to us? But, you know, it could be something in your home, like, and I'm not talking about transportation because transportation is something we all deal with. But I mean, you know, maybe small repairs in your home, little things that some, some blind people can do those things. I will say for me, I am not um, a handy woman. I, I am not that, but, um, you know, and so I know if I need some help around the house, I'm going to call my nephew or someone that can fix things. I don't like to call them. Uh, that that is a struggle for me. I would rather not, but I I know that I have to. So that's that's kind of where the call is going um, tonight. And you know, if you have any thoughts around this topic, uh, go ahead and raise your hand. And um, Marcy will call on you, and we'll see where we go from here. You have eight hands up already. So Jane, followed by Lucy. Please. All right, Jane. Hey there. Now you have 10, 11. Bring them on up, guys. I love it. Okay. When I was growing up, the law in my home where I have, I had four brothers, two brothers and a half sister and my twin sister and me. The rule was you don't get to ask for help unless you've tried. So that was that was okay. Um, I think parents, my parents' generation, lived with a huge amount of fear that if we weren't the top of the line, we weren't clean, clothed, in our right minds, well-dressed, yada, yada, that we would be shoved off into a dark, darker mm. form. Mm -hmm. and use that expression, or into a lockdown facility or a closed mm -hmm. 
So there was a huge amount of bias about that, that our generation, people my age and younger, have had to live beyond or live through. My mantra is fierce independence is highly overrated. Interdependence is teamwork and burden sharing. That's mm. what we're in today. But believe me, it took me a long time to get here. Yeah. Um, I think we who can be fiercely determined also have to learn to say, to be kindly, you know, to people when we can, and say, well, I've got a plan. Here's what I would do. And then to say openly, how would you do it? Mm -hmm. That makes room for us. To, oh, my dog is outside barking at the neighbor dog. And I have to go get him. But anyway, I, I, I just open that up um, for sharing. I would far rather ask someone to do a job, um, I'm a, you know, a fix-it job mm -hmm. that knows how to do it because they know how to do it. Yay. Yeah. You know, so I think we have to learn to say, let's assess what's going to be really efficient for us all and then go after efficiency. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Well said. I like that. I, I need that quote that you have, your mantra. I like that. I need to adopt it. <laughs> well, I'll email it to you. <laughs> All right. I, Thanks, I, Jane. Appreciate yes, you being here. I'm glad I could be here for a little bit. All right. right Lucy followed by Judy. All right, Lucy. Okay. Well, this is, wow. I like this topic a lot. Um, and... <sighs> Oh, um, you know, I, I, when I was really young, I wanted to do everything myself. I don't, you know, I don't need your help. No, I didn't. I wasn't like that. But um, <laughs> as I have gotten older, I am getting much better at accepting help when there's things I can't do. And I will include transportation in this because, you know, you know what when i when i moved back to the city where i am now and i was close to my sisters geographically and they're like oh well you know don't worry we'll take you anywhere you need to go no 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 you know and i'm like no you won't no you won't as long as there's transportation and i can get somewhere i will never ask you for help but if there's some place that I can't get to with public transportation without spending buku bucks, then I will <laughs> ask you for help, you know, right. um, because I don't want anybody to think, oh, I got to take her to the grocery store. Or now I got to take her to the, you know, and I don't want to become, I don't want to say a burden, but, um, mm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like it's a task they have to do that you right. know so i'm i'm getting a lot better at asking for help especially, <laughs> especially because <laughs> old ladies no <laughs> require more help no i'm just kidding no i'm not actually no i'm not you know cuz i mean there, it, you know you kind of get to a point where there are things that you you can't do as well as you used to be able to do you know yeah so i'm um I'm getting a lot better and I don't have to, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. You know, I don't feel like, like 
that's the way I used to feel like I have to, you know, I don't want them to think that blind people can't do anything and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, but I just think usually people can, people can tell how independent you are by the way you talk to them. Oh, that's good. Yep. yep. So that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, great topic. Oh. Yeah. All right. You give me something to think about too. All right. Okay. <laughs> the way you talk to people. Yeah. Okay. If you're confident, you know, and right. you're, exactly. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Lucy. Yep. All right. Judy followed Judy. by Lynn. Hey. hey Judy. Um, yeah, I've been, yeah, boy, a lot of thoughts. I'm going to try and, and articulate this. So the word independence, I feel, is like a big buzzword in the blindness community. You know, a lot of us have, you know, we want to show that we can do things. And, um, but what we see as normal everyday tasks to some sighted people, and I'm speaking as a formerly sighted person, look like, oh, you can, you can do that. Uh, let me help you mm -hmm. with that. No, I don't need that. Like, you know, uh, if you go for a doctor's appointment or some kind of, exam, they want to, they want to help you put your clothes back on. Like, no, right. I, I, my mommy didn't dress me this morning. I, you know, I <laughs> put my clothes back on by myself. I figured it out. So, so there, that's one part of independence that we never even think about because, but other, but sighted people are thinking about that. Exactly. Um, I so there are things that I know that I can't do, but I also recognize um, that even if I was sighted, I probably couldn't do it. Um, so I'll give you an example. I know that I can't change the filter in my air conditioning unit. I have never tried. I know I can't do it. There's not only the, the action of, of changing the filter, I have to maneuver the closet that it's in. I know I can't do it, um, mm -hmm. but... I also know that if I was sighted, I wouldn't be able to do it for a lot of those same reasons. So you have to recognize that it, number one, it's not just a blindness thing. It maybe you you would not have those skills even if you were sighted. Right. I know I would not have had those skills if I was sighted. You know, like that. So um, yeah, there's just a lot involved, and and knowing when to ask for help, and and you know, and people have made this point, and not being afraid, ashamed, whatever what's the point? And like Lucy, I mean, I'm getting old. I don't have time to mess around. <laughs> with, you know, like, oh, I really want to try and do it myself. I just want it to be done. And if I can't mm -hmm. do it, I'm going to ask somebody and hopefully I will know who to ask and they will be responsive and I won't feel guilty about it or uncomfortable about it. Cause that's the thing is that you really don't want to burden people, but you want stuff to get done. So, right. um, yeah. So yeah, that's, you you had a lot of different different points there. I I mean I don't know. I am I, I'm kind of like you said. There are certain things like I said earlier. I am not a handy person. Mm -hmm. That's not because you know my blindness. I know if I were sighted, <laughs> I'm still. That's just not in my makeup. That's me not, too. I would yeah. rather push buttons on a computer. Right. You know? So, um, but yeah, it's. But there are two different types of independence. I mean, our definition versus a sighted person. Right. Um, when they're when you know when they're considering a blind person, sighted people think of independence differently. So, 
Yeah, good points there, Judy. Thanks. Good call, Bill. Appreciate you being here and enduring my quandary today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it was a worthwhile topic, so I really wanted to, to, you know, to get get it figured out. So yeah, uh, yeah. All right, Lynn, followed by Joshua. Hey, Lynn. Okay, well, I have a lot of stuff, and based on what some other people said, I used to conduct, uh, I conducted a workshop on some disability in 2010 on interdependence versus independence. Interdependence is the way that we should be. My mother, yeah, beat the, beat the drum, yeah, be independent because I'm blind from birth. Um, but, uh, you know, um, independence only goes so far. When I was uh, about 13, I remember my uh, Braille teacher, my resource teacher, telling me, you have to be nice to those people. You can't be mean. you you got to be grateful. And uh, I just thought that was you know, crazy that you had to be grateful just because they were sighted, not, not because they were beings, you know. And uh, when I was raising my son, and my parents didn't think I could raise a child, and, and I did anyway. I did. But, um, you know, a lot of times by myself. But, you know, I told him to do two things. Now he's telling me what to do. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a struggle. And I think that um, I also have conducted workshops on uh, needing and receiving help. I think sighted people have trouble uh, asking for help and receiving help. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's it's a real tr- it's a real problem, and I get afraid now to ask people to, to go to the store with me because I don't go myself anymore. Um, my husband and I used to go and get you know get help from people in the store. Now I get somebody to go with me, or I do Instacart, but I don't like Instacart. They'll give me something that I didn't order, you know, or something like that, or not the right, right. thing. So when I can go with a friend, I do, but then I get afraid. Maybe I'm asking them too much, and I just got a uh, portable sauna, and I knew I couldn't put that together myself, so I left it in the box. I said, I'm not going to be stupid and take everything out and try to yeah. get it. So I got my neighbor. I'm getting friendly with some of my neighbors in the 55 and over community, and uh, the uh, uh, vice president of the Homeowners Association put it together, and then I found out they didn't give me one piece of the, what they were supposed to give me. Oh. So I have to send it back, and then it's going to do it over again. I told them, I'm so sorry, I have to do this one more time. But it's not for, it's, it, it takes about five, ten minutes to put together, so it's not a big deal. But I think that um, I, I am afraid to ask for help sometimes, but I, I will, some, but I will, um, but I will, but I'm always afraid that people are going to be mad at me or, or not like me anymore. So that's why right. I with asking for help. And receive, you know, and then I try to call people if I know somebody, you know, or their their husband has cancer, or their husband, or, or somebody's sick, or somebody has a problem. I check on on people and and my dad a lot, and I check on who's ninety eight, and I check on you know other people that I care about. My aunt is a hundred, so you know I check on people who are older. I check on people who are, who have known uh, parents of my friends. Uh, she's having a hard time now, and you know, and so I I I figure that the way I, I deal with people is I try to help them and listen to them and try to be the best um, person to listen to people and really remember what people are going through and help them out with that. So. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate you being here. You, you always have good information. Joshua followed by Lori. Hey, Joshua. Hello. Uh, hello. You guys, uh, you guys should be able to hear me. Yes, sir. Oh hey uh, hey Bell I, I I gotta say I think this is a this is a very interesting uh very interesting call this is kind of a cool cool way to be, to, to begin your to begin your weekend I you know I think 
Um, um, I, I mean, for me, I got to say, I mean, I've always felt that, um, I mean, every, I mean, no matter how independent you want to be as a blind person, we all, we all need help from time to time. It doesn't matter whoever you are. You always are going to need help from somebody. Nobody is going to be completely 100% can do everything. Um, uh, for me, I mean, I definitely, I mean, there are things that I know I need help with. Like an example was um, a little, you know, a few months ago uh, last year, I ordered um, a couple things. I was going to order a couple things from eBay, a Victor, uh, second gen Victor Stream and a uh, Victor Trek. I was able to find these at a really, good, really good deals on these. Um, and I was going to check out, and I came across something that I'd never seen before. It was an extra security step. It was a captcha. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh great, there's no way, there's no way I can, my jaws can't handle those. What am I gonna do? I thought I thought of I thought a second and I thought, how can I handle this? None of my it was like, I don't know, it was early and it was uh and nobody was around at the time, uh family members. I live with my family, and I'm like, let me uh let me call be my eyes. And this this very, very nice lady, she's like, hang on, I could see her screen. She goes, Let me <laughs> let me tell you where to go, let me tell you where to where to arrow down to uh uh, to so- to solve the captcha, it was like it was it, 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 it was it was like it was like name the name the number of you know how many oh, uh, you know yeah. objects or something. And she's like, yeah. okay, the, okay, there's four. The, 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 you want to you want to type four in the add a box or whatever the number was. I'm like, okay, now I can. She she goes, okay. She goes, now you should be at the correct screen. And and I was. I mean, I was able to. Uh, I was able to get that done thanks to her. Be my eyes is it's an it's an awesome app. Uh, I don't use it a lot, but I'm sure glad it's there when I need it. Yeah, and, and I mean, good for and, you for actually, um, you know. And there's nothing wrong with what I'm about to say for anyone else who may do it, but good for you for actually, you know, when no one else is around, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to wait for family to get home. But no, you took the initiative and said, "Hey, I, I need help. I want to get it done." And you called "Be My Eyes," you know. Some yeah, and I was able to have done that. And I was able to get it done. I mean, and I think things like when it comes to that, some of guitar player, and I mean, it comes to comes things to like changing the changing the strings on my acoustic, one of my acoustic guitars. I know there, there's no way that I can do that myself because number one, the ends of those strings before before you cut off the ends, you get you get a set of strings out. Number one, they, they've got these very 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 sharp ends, these really really sharp tips, and yeah. you also have to kind of thread this. You have to like thread the string through. There's they call the post this really really thin sized hole mm-hmm. that you got to thread that you got to thread the string through, and then you, you and then and then you tune it and you know wind the tuner and it kind of curves it around and gets it you know tension gets it on. There, there's no way I can do all that on my own. Plus plus you cut you, you know, poke your fingers all up and cut your fingers up because of those sharp ends. I can't do that on my right. own. So I, yeah. I, I, I go to my, my local music store. They, they put, I mean, I, I mean, I pay, I pay, I pay the money for the strings. They charge me, it charged me like, like 10, like 10 bucks. It's like, it, it's like, it's like 30 bucks for the set of strings and having them put, I'd rather pay the 30 bucks right? because um, I mean, they do it. It's done. They, they, they even tune it up for me. I got a new, I got a new set of strings on my guitar. I'm good to go. I don't. I, I mean, I know. I know that's something I can't do on my own. Right. I mean. I mean. You just and gave I feel me that, two great examples yeah. there of you know I mean, your independence and you yeah. recognizing when you need that help. So thank you, Joshua. I appreciate nope, that. No problem. No problem. Right, Lori, followed by Diana. Hey, Lori. Hi, guys. 
So excellent topic, right up my alley too, because I have a PCA that is acting a lot like my maternal grandmother used to. She wants to smother me with help. It's like, you know, um, and I, I don't like it. I mean, maybe it's a pride thing. I don't know. But I just, when when my grandmother was alive, I mean, she spoiled me rotten as far as doing stuff for me, uh, dressing me, feeding me, uh, doing, you know, personal stuff. Um, you know, my mom was sort of in the middle. Uh, she taught me stuff. But then when I moved out on my own, she did stuff for me instead of with me. And, you know, I was like, wait a minute, mom, you're making me go backwards, not forward. You know, I, I don't want to be babied. I'm living on my own and, you know, I want to do stuff on my own. Well, when it came to my housekeeping skills, my mom liked it when I was living at home. But now that I'm here, she hated my housekeeping skills and told me, <laughs> you need some help. And I, you know, and I didn't want it. I resisted for the longest time. And then uh, finally, I, you know, I, I got agencies that, you know, employed home health aides and stuff. And I still haven't found the right fit as far as, and this one takes the cake. She wants me to ask her for help. And if I don't, she's going to tell the agency that, um, you know, she wants someone that will give her more stuff to do. And I'm caught in a quandary of my own. Yeah. Asking her for help with what I can do and um, and stuff with letting her do stuff for me that I know I can do. Right. And an example of one of those is she got me a toaster oven for Christmas and I don't like it. I don't know how to operate this thing because it has um, the functions are all in the same button and uh, the same dial, whereas mm -hmm. the others were split. Um, in the other toaster oven models I have, the um, the toaster oven functions were totally different, and I was right. able to uh, use it. But this one, I hate it. And I told her, I finally said, you know, I'm going to get my, my rehab teacher on the next month to, you know, mark different settings so I know how to use it. I mm -hmm. read it with my iPhone. Um, I read, you know, I read the dial with my iPhone, but I'm still confused. I read the booklet. I'm still confused. So... She said, well, is there anything I can do to show you? I said, well, no, I don't think so, because the functions are all in one place and they're not split up. And, you know, so I, I really don't like this model, but that's what he's going to be here for. Yeah, so, so good for you uh, for reaching out to the rehab agency to have them help you because they are better equipped to help you as a blind person versus, you know, your, the home health person. So right, and, I'll, and also I said, you know, you can. On that. Yeah, and I said, thank you, and I said, you know, and I said to her, you know, if you want to show me where different things are, but don't mark them because right. he has a way of marking stuff, and I want him to mark different functions a certain way, and he has the materials, and I have the materials, but right now I don't have the right stuff to mark the functions I want, and so it has an additional function I've never used, and that's an air fryer. Oh, and awesome. so, All right. yeah, well, thanks, so, Lori. you know, but anyway, that's my independent story and I'm sticking yeah. with it. Good job. Good job, Lori. Thanks. thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks. I, I appreciate you having the call. Oh, absolutely. I love doing it. Deanna followed by Pam. Hey, Deanna. Hey, Bill. Um, I am somewhat mechanical, so... 
when I look at a task, I break it down into steps and think, well, if I did this and this and this, you know, it's like one time I wanted to put up um, tie backs to pull the the drapes back um, and keep them away from the window. Mm-hmm. And so the, just the shears were showing. And I figured, okay, so I need to be sure that I put them at the same height and all of that stuff. So I pulled, I had a shade on a roller and I pulled that down to where I wanted the tie backs. And I used that as, as a way to show me where I needed to screw the 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 hook in. Mm-hmm. And I picked one of those hooks that had a, a pointed screw on it. So all I had to do was make a slight hole in the the side of the the window frame and then spin it, you know, to get it to screw in. But the other day I was frustrated because I dropped something in the tub and it broke and a piece of the thing went down Oh no! Into the drain, and it was I could touch it with my finger, but because it was curved and had a protrusion on one side, I could not get it out. And I'm thinking that's just going to start clogs. I have long hair; it's going to get, you know, nasty and horrible. And and I have a a drain cleaning tool which uh, is is long and it has a a loop on one end, and it has all these little teeth that you push it in and yeah. then you put it beyond the clog and then you pull it back out. Right. And it works pretty good, but it wasn't going to help me get a hold of something that was a piece of plastic. So yeah. I was really frustrated because I hate, so I thought, okay, I bet because it's a tub plug, I bet you turn it to the left until you unscrew it. I tried that. It was not working. And my neighbor came over to tell me that the the postman had had left some of our mail in his box and i said gary how do you do this kind of a plug (laughs) and he walked in there and of course being a handyman person he just reached down there and then screwed it and you know got the piece of plastic out i'm going uh, no i wanted you to show me not does not do it (laughs) Just love you that know, people just come right in and do it, and you've been struggling for hours trying to get something done, and they come right, they walk right in and do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what he was doing, but I'm not sure because he didn't show me and he didn't tell me, um, was he was keeping the the center post still with um, a pocket tool, like a little wrench, and mm-hmm. then when he was spinning the part that is the plug to the left, he got it to unscrew. And and I couldn't do that because I didn't have the right tool. Right. Because I heard him get something out of his pocket. So that's what I'm guessing he did. But he did it without explaining to me how it was going. And that's what irritates me is when I want help, lots of times I just want somebody to show me how they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because they're not always going to be there. Exactly. So I'm a good problem solver. So 99% of the time I can figure something out unless it takes a lot of strength because I'm not that strong a person. Right. And well, that was part of example it. There. That was yeah. a really good example of, you know, you were very determined, but in the end, you know, you 
sometimes we just have to ask someone else for help. So yeah, great example. <laughs> and I didn't yell at him. I just, <laughs> I just said thanks <laughs> because it was nice that yeah. that he got the problem solved for me. All right, thanks, Diana. Pam followed by Juan. Hello. Well, I am one of those people who, unless I know I don't have the skills to do something, I will try to do it myself. Now, what I don't attempt is electrical and plumbing. You're not going to find oh, oh, me, me replacing <laughs> an electrical outlet. I don't. Well, I, yeah. I have. Yeah. I have a healthy respect for electricity. Uh, you you aren't going to find me relighting a pilot light that just went out for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, but I will usually, you know, barring something like that, I will read the instructions if there is some assembly involved in something, I will read the instructions and if they make sense, <laughs> I will attempt it myself. And I will tell you, I have had run into the situation where someone insisted on doing something for me mm -hmm. and they thought they knew how to do it, but they only thought they knew what they were doing because they could see. Right. And, well, the moral of the story is they messed it up worse than it would have been because they <laughs> didn't have a clue what they were doing. But they were just sure that I didn't. Exactly, and I did. because you could not see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. so, so, you know, it's that it's, it's really a balancing act. And, exactly, um, and and for Joshua's benefit with the captcha, uh, and he may have already tried this, but I will tell you because I have run into many a captcha over the years. If you go past the visual, like uh, yeah, there's just uh, audio, you know. Uh, identify all of the traffic lights yeah. or identify all of the pictures with bicycles, whatever. If you go past that, there will frequently, and it's much better now than it was 10, 12 years ago, there will frequently see, be a button that says, get an audio right. challenge. Right. Well, good and for him you, for actually figuring it out, getting his help the way he did, though. So yes, but that's, the, that's awesome. But the point is, oftentimes now, if you run into a captcha, there is the right. um, option the of audio. getting the audio. Yeah. Now, uh, if the audio caption isn't working, and I've had that happen before, or there was none, and then I will contact the website developer or whatever and. Really sock it to them. <laughs> yeah. Advocate. There you go. Yeah. But All right. yeah. Uh, Thanks, Pam. Thank you. you being Love here. this topic. All right. Before we move to the next person, I'll just, um, for those who may have come in a few minutes late, the topic tonight is um, balancing your independence versus uh, needing 
help or support from others? And, you know, are you one of those that is full-blown independent? You know, I'm going to do this. I'm stubborn until I absolutely have to call someone or whatever. Or are you one of those that pretty much says, no, I'll, I'll go ahead and accept the help. And I am one of the, I am in the middle. <laughs> I, my pride is in the way sometimes. I'm very stubborn. And then there are times when I think, I think it was Lucy who said this, as I'm, I'm getting older, I'm noticing a little more and more um, that I'm to the point where I just want to get it done. If somebody gets irritated because they're having to help me, well, they didn't have to volunteer or they didn't have to help if they didn't really want to. But um, so, yeah, that's what the topic is. If anyone else wants to raise their hand. All right. Who do we have next? You have Juan followed by Christine and you have nine hands. All right. Hey, Juan. Muted. Juan, are you there? Hi, this is Juan. There um, you are. Hello. This is uh, this is my first time on this call, actually, and, and I uh, thank you. Um, yeah. So to to answer the the question, actually, I I've been blind all my life, and growing up, I have I had <clears throat> I've had two on. A wonderful family, wonderful parents that always taught me to be independent. Um, they've always wanted me to be independent um, and be the best I can be and advocate for myself. Um, I think um, as an adult, growing, getting into an adult, I think what was challenging for my mom, and I had to kind of prove to her I felt like that I can do it on my own, was when it came to starting to sign stuff. For myself, example, like when you get your first, like, for example, uh, getting your first um, plan with a phone company or um, when I first got my first uh, my first bank account um, on my own. My mom was a little bit uh, worried about that because she, you know, she just went. I always say she was just trying to protect me, but Mm -hmm. I felt I felt like. Um, I'm like, how am I ever gonna do this if you if if I never you know I'm gonna make mistakes, yeah, and I might you know I might make mistakes or you know, but I feel like I feel like well you you have to learn one way or another, and I just started I just started going to the bank for example, and I started talking to bankers and I just started saying hey I'm blind um and I need assistance. Can you read me the information with what I'm signing? And I would tell them about the signature guide. And so I started relaying all this stuff to my mom and, and she would start, you know, she started understanding, but it took a very long time kind of mm-hmm. to, for her to comprehend that. And I felt, I felt like that. I felt that's when it started to, um, to be challenging, but she got, you know, now I'm, I'm 38 now, but you know, at the time when you start and me, and plus being the oldest, um, and being blind because everybody yeah. else in my family's not blind. So I think with that, I th- I think it was very hard on my parents, not in a bad way, but it was just to show them like, hey, I can do this. And now, yeah. now it's gotten to the point where they don't really ask. She doesn't really ask me stuff like that anymore, you know. But it 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 took a very long time to to do that, and also live in my own renting. Also, that that was a big challenge within itself. 
and um and uh, and also um owning a uh, real estate because I own a, I own a um a real estate in Chicago and where I'm from and even that was challenging and I always wanted to do that that was one of my dreams wow to to do that and so uh, obviously thanks to my mom and my dad supporting me and and helping me financially um I was able to do it but it was a it was a big challenge but the the moral of the story is to you know if you're struggling to be independent um just do it anyways and you're you're probably going to get criticized or you're oh, you're doing this wrong or or whatever and you're probably going to feel feel like you're you're probably going to get your feelings hurt a little bit yeah, I'm just from experience, but you know what? At the end, they're gonna they're they're gonna notice. They're gonna be proud of you, and I know my mom right. and my my dad are proud of me now. So yeah, so that's the moral of the story. All right, thanks, Juan. And you brought up something, uh, and I'm considering doing this topic at some point later on. Um, how we actually advocate to our family members uh, to show them, you know, our independence, and you just gave a good example of that so thank you appreciate yeah, you being here thank you all right christine followed by sandra hey christine hey bell i've never been to this call either i've often Yay. wanted to and this is a first Glad time i've got a chance to i love it um so when i was little um i mean my my dad you know i wanted to be outside with him i i wanted to uh, do everything. I, I climbed up on top of a piano when I was like really young. I climbed up on top of a roof and then the ladder fell down. I did a lot of dangerous <laughs> stuff. I just didn't know it was dangerous. So um, I wanted to be outside with dad. So he thought the, that he could make a good toy out of a board and a bunch of nails and a hammer. He said, okay, you can play, you can pound these nails in this board. And, and he told me, I think that he needed me to do that for him, you know, cause I was little and I wanted to be mm -hmm. of use. Um, when it was, when we, when the corn shelling time came, I shelled corn and I did all kinds of stuff. And I was one of those, like Lucy said, fiercely independent. I didn't, I didn't want any help. I didn't have a lot of blind people around as, as to, to look up to or, or to look anywhere to actually. Mm -hmm. And so I was pretty fierce about that. I didn't even want a guide dog because I said, well, no, because people think the dog is the one who's smart and I don't want that. <laughs> and, you know, eventually I, I figured out that I didn't care what people thought. I loved walking with a dog and that was, that was awesome. But I met someone in my first, my freshman year at college who uh, I didn't know then was going to totally alter my life. Um, and she had spinal muscular uh atrophy i always say it wrong because i always say it's i i always used to say she had spinal muscular apathy and she's she would say like yes my muscles just don't care that's, <laughs> but it was actually spinal muscular atrophy and she taught me all about interdependence in a really different way than i'd ever thought i would know about it because together we were like a team. We went around together and whatever she couldn't do physically, I could do. And whatever we needed eyeballs for, she could do. And we, it, it, was, the, it was the best way that I can think of to learn about how to depend on each other in a really different way, how to, wow, how to barter, how that. to give what you have and how to get what you don't have 
and how to be sufficient in, in, in a different way, how to, how to, we managed, we got, we had to have help and obviously, but I mean, we did life and um, I love the idea of interdependence because I think that's the best, the best way we can, we can give to each other. We can barter, we can exchange, we can do a lot of things. Um, And, and, and also like Lucy and, and others have said, as I've gotten older, you know, all my, my ferocity is no more. And uh, <laughs> just when I decided that being dependent was okay once in a while when you needed to do it, then COVID came and, you know, um, oh, yeah. that, that, that changed the world again. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, those are just a few thoughts. I mean, you got a lot of hands, but I just um, wanted to well, share thank you a little for bit sharing. about that. And thank you for being here. I know it's your first time. I hope you come back. Oh, I'll be back. Yeah. All right. Sandra, followed by Stacy. Hey, Sandra. Hi, this is my first time here also. Um, oh, it'd be interesting welcome. to know the responses if they were totally blind from birth or later in life. I lost yeah. my eyesight when I was 55 zero. Wow. So I don't identify who and what I am because of my eyesight. I had a chance to develop the person that I wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. I don't see asking for help as a reflection of me being even less or more or whatever. It doesn't even come into the equation. What I found is if I don't stay independent, when I do something that I haven't done in a while, I'm uncomfortable with it. Hmm. So my independence is to keep my skills on point. Right. Not because I don't want to ask for help, but it's interesting. I moved into a 55 and over community in a city that I have no close friends or family. And the residents got together and started talking about how they can help me. I didn't ask for help. Mm-hmm. And they made it a problem. They were afraid that I would get hurt. They'd be liable. So one of them approached me and I just told them, I know what I need to help me. It's not your problem. Mm-hmm. You don't know how blind need assistance. I have learned how to get assistance and how to take care of me safely. So I am open to any questions. Mm-hmm. And that's opened up a lot of questions and a lot of people seeing it from a different perspective. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes people just want to come alongside you and help. And and I think they're, they're, they're meaning well, but like you said, they don't really have that experience with being blind or, or losing your sight later, you know. So... You you know best what what's best for you. So appreciate you being here. Stacy followed by Carla. Hey Stacy. Okay, well the way I see it, I have been alone sometimes and uh now I'm not because um I've had to take a lot of psychiatric drugs, and not only that, but I have developed tinnitus. And that's a Mm. very bad thing to develop because you can't cross streets when you have that. And uh, 
And not only that, but I mean, I don't see anybody dealing with that subject on the ACB. I could be wrong, but I don't see anybody do, do it, dealing with that subject. Uh, maybe they do in the hard of hearing uh, segments. I don't know, but I'm not really that hard of hearing. The problem is I don't feel good about crossing streets with that. Right. And um, another thing I don't feel good about crossing streets with is because my balance is off myself too. Mm-hmm. I could have trouble. Um, I, I, I have a lot of trouble stepping down off of curbs because my balance is off. I cannot stand on one foot for for only one second and I could fall down. So yeah, I I don't feel good about doing anything without sighted guide assistance. Not because my cane technique is terrible; it's not, but I cannot stand on one foot while my while my foot other foot goes down without either a, a railing mm-hmm. or uh or or some sighted assistance so i cannot travel alone by myself right that's why i will have to always take either paratransit or i will have to be with a sighted guide and that's okay. just the way it is unless yeah. they develop some uh other weight that I can balance myself on the yeah. other um, other side with a very strong balancer and I don't even think another cane would do it. Yeah. Orthopedic cane. Well, St- Stacy, thank you for sharing your story with us. And, I hope you come uh, back. Actually, I've been before, you know, when I was younger. Yeah. But I don't think I could do it again. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here. All right. Who do we have next? Ten minutes. Carla followed by Sally. All right. Carla. Hi. Nice talking to you. Great topic. And um, I've been, just for the record, I've been blind since birth and I live alone. And... um, I, I'm not, I call these people that have to do everything by themselves. I'm not super blink. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's I've heard that phrase. Super blink, you know, <laughs> you know, if, um, and I don't, um, well, for example, if I'm in the airport, you know, a lot of people, oh, they get their iPhone out and they get their IRA to take them everywhere and not use any help. I still feel a little bit better about telling the airlines that I'm going to need some help to get from the mm-hmm. curb and to um, baggage claim. I mean, I've tried to do things, you know, without help, but sometimes it makes, it takes longer and you can't take longer at an airport. Yeah. So, um, my rule of thumb is if I can't do it, if it's not practical to do it myself, I'll ask for help. And if it's something I can't do. Now, on the other hand, if it's something I can do, I would rather do. Like I clean my own house. Everybody says, oh, you ought to get a cleaning lady. Well, I can clean. That's no problem. Guy cuts my grass, which I, I don't think is a good idea to run around with a lawnmower either. Uh, <laughs> 
um, <laughs> um, I, you know, and I, um, but he's, you know, I, I, um, I have to take my porch furniture. I have an awning in my house and I have to carry the porch furniture up to the upper garage. And he says, Oh, I can do that. And I said, Oh no, that's no problem. You know, I, I sort of enjoy doing that. And in my classroom at school, my aide, you know, she says, well, I can put the decorations on the bulletin boards and things like that. But I said, well, instead, what I'd like you to do is when I get a new set of posters, and by the way, I say, I don't want my students to suffer just because I'm blind. I still give them visual things to, you know, to look right. at. So I'll say to um, her, well, um, how you can help me is I'm going to bring some Dymo tape in and we're going to mark these posters so that I can put them up and I know which way they're going. And There you go. So I, I do that. And, um, you know, I got tired of having the plumber come in um, to, you know, get the clogs out of my um, bathtub. So I did learn how to um, take off the, um, you know, drain from the bathtub and go in there with the tool and clean out the drain by myself. They said I couldn't do it. Well, um, you did. <laughs> I mechanic on, um, you know, I listened to the home people, you know, the home show on and, and they told you and I said, do you think a blind person could do this? And they, they went through how you do it. And so, but on the other hand, I'm not going to do something just to be super blank. And when right. it's going to take me too long to do it. And, and, and one other quick thing I'll say, and then I'll shut up. Um, yeah, if I do five, ask somebody to help, what I will do is I'll sweeten the deal for them. So if somebody will drive me somewhere or help me out with something, I'll take them out to lunch or something so that I'm always giving something. And I always try to help in return when I can help with something. So that's, that's awesome. That's it. Thank, thank you, Carla. I appreciate you being here. This is a great topic. We have five hands. Sally followed right. by Nora. Sally, let's see if we can get through these last five. Uh, hi, Bill. Um, hey. uh, I've been on a couple of your calls, and this is a great topic because I think it gives us all a lot of food for thought. I, My story is I was fully sighted uh, until 19 when I lost my sight completely, and that was almost 30 years ago. Uh, you know, at first it was... Uh, uh, just very depressing and made me so angry that I had gone from independence to dependence and had to ask almost constantly uh, for help to do things. So I just uh, began to uh, try things on my own, which was probably a mistake thinking back about how much I messed up at the time. Uh, but uh, I definitely... Um, but once I was able to get my training, I learned that uh, I could do a great deal more for myself the right way mm -hmm. uh, than having to ask. Although still, it was a, a situation where I did ask, although it continued to be embarrassing for a while, uh, simply because of my past and not ever having to to do that in the past. Right. But I think I think over time. Um, uh, things really do temper your your feelings. And I think Judy made a really good point earlier tonight, and a lot of people have sort of echoed it with what they've said, is that I think a lot of times we really, it's not a blind thing. It's just a technique or a, mm -hmm. an experience or uh, something that we don't know how to do. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we do second guess ourselves simply because we're blind. Exactly. And 
you know, am I asking for this because I'm blind or just because I can't do it? And I think right. that's something we ought to consider more in our own minds uh, to realize that a lot of times it's it's not really the blindness factor. It's just that uh, there are things that you can't do whether uh, exactly. you're sighted or, or blind. It's because you just don't know how. And I right. think that was the most important lesson I learned over the year, years. And now, for me, it's tempered between asking when I need help and not feeling bad about it and right. doing things myself. And the other comment is that I think over the last 30 years, the technology and talking devices and, and things that are helpful to us have really probably made us much more uh, inclined to do things ourselves than we used to. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. You're welcome. And thanks for this topic. So are you taking more? <laughs> Nora? We've got time for one more, maybe. Okay, so Nora. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, hi. I hey, remember. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. Hi. Good afternoon, and everyone. And uh, my topic, my, uh, I remember I wanted to learn how to cook. Can I could cook from scratch on my own. That's uh -huh. something that inside me told me that because of my other first birth, Effect and having trouble chewing, I gave up and have I gave up and start uh, heating things up in the microwave. Not because I can't cook, but because I'm, I don't feel confident uh, mm -hmm. about having to do um, things too much. But I like I like to get more independent and don't really like asking for help. But sometimes I feel that I have to, for safety's sake, even though I'm, I have somewhat low vision, I have low vision and, right. uh, yeah, and it's partial anyway, and and I'd like to use a blender on my own, but my mother's afraid I might cut myself, and I feel the same way she does, I don't like cutting myself with anything, yeah. so, so I just let it be a fat, and maybe someday I'll be able to learn in some ways. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate you sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, I see we have one more. Let's, I think we can go ahead. Lynn, if you can be quick, we can get you in. Sorry, I took your job there, Marcy. That's okay. <laughs> Lynn, can you unmute? All right. Well, it is getting to that top of the hour, and I appreciate all of you guys for being here. This has been a great topic. You, oh, oh my gosh, all the wisdom you've shared. I mean, there are things that I didn't think about um, that now I am going to. Um, and that's what I like about this call is everybody shares their view on things, and we learn from each other. So mm -hmm. really appreciate you all being here and um, moving forward, we are going to be having some different calls coming up. I keep saying it, but it is going to happen um, with some special guests coming in, things like that. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll still do calls like uh, similar to this, but we'll have some other things coming up too. So 
Uh, Marcy, thank you for hosting. And Herbie, thank you for streaming and connecting us to Clubhouse. And uh, you guys have a great weekend.